This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Ante Chop was raised in South Chicago and is of Croatian descent, which made this conversation pretty fun for me. Uh, he is currently serving as head coach of the men's U.S. futsal national team and is now preparing to coach the inaugural season of Governor State women's soccer. In this episode with Ante, him and I discuss roster building and the importance of a strong network. We also talked about the politics of being American but also Croatian, and attempting to play abroad. And Ante shares his observations of American youth and professional soccer from the vantage point of having a career uh, that has taken him all over the world and all over the United States. And it's pretty uh, interesting perspective, to say the least. You can connect with Ante on Twitter, and you can follow Governor State Women's Soccer by visiting their website, uh, links to all of that stuff is available on 343coaching.com. And this is one of the few episodes that I recorded on the day that Alex Mendez was announced as an Ajax player. And you're going to hear me talk a little bit about that in the beginning. And it's just a pretty exciting day for uh, for us over at 343. And if you're not sure of who Alex is or what, what I'm talking about, uh, you can head to 343coaching.com and you can look at the coaching membership programs that we offer both the free and the premium and you could see what went into the making of an american player that is now at ix so uh, alex's trajectory is on display on full display throughout the uh, throughout the entire membership program uh what he was doing as as an 11 year old 12 year old 13 year old 14 year old the whole thing um and what his what his coaches and what everybody was doing with him and with the team so Pretty special. Uh, I'm not going to mention too much more about that on uh, on these podcasts, but because this episode does mention Alex in the beginning, I wanted to just throw that little blurb in there. Uh, 343 Premium Coaching Education is a membership program that provides possession-based soccer coaching education for ambitious soccer coaches. And if you're listening to this, the chances of you being an ambitious soccer coach are pretty high. And if you want to follow the best examples in the in the country, um, then you don't need to look any further. 343 is a spot that you need to go. Um, you can find all the information, all the benefits of the program at 343coaching.com. All right, that's it for the intro. Uh, please go check that out if you uh, if you feel like you're looking for it. And if not, no problem. Just sit there, listen, enjoy this conversation with Ante Chop. Hey, Ante, what's going on? Johnny, what's going on, Brate? How are you, dude? All, you all set yeah, just getting every, yeah, man, just everything done, dude. We had to do our little media spiel for our school today before all the girls come in um, on the weekend and everything like that, dude. So that was the uh, that was the reason I asked you for a couple extra minutes, man. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem, dude. No problem. Um, tell tell yeah. me uh, tell me what you do. What, what do you? Where do you coach? And uh, and what level and everything? I don't I don't know too much about uh, about your new job. I think it's a new job actually. Yeah, it is. yeah, it's a, it's a brand new program. It's an NAIA program. Um, we're slated to go D one in twenty twenty two, 
um because we're the only state-sponsored school or state-run school in illinois that's not division one yet so um they brought me in to start the program uh we've got uh 28 girls in so we're naia division one um we'll be in the chicago collegiate athletic conference um we start up here now on sunday it'll be our first season and everything like that so it's uh it's a bit crazy man but it's a bit fun at the same time right of course dude. there's kind of like a there's it's like a blessing and a curse to start a to start a new program right because you have a clean slate but then you also you have nothing to build uh to build on so you have to build the foundation and everything on your own which is also a, a pretty daunting task it is it's it's something that i've done now this will be my third time um it at uh uh Back, way back in the day down in Arizona, I started one of the junior colleges for the first year when I was playing professionally down there. Um, and then I, obviously at Robert Morris University, uh, where I was from 2007 until 2014, um, you know, we started, uh, me and my buddy Jake, we were associate head coaches there. Um, and, uh, you know, we started the whole boys program there with only two kids and, uh, you know, turned it into a top 10 program pretty quickly too. So um, and they were NAIA as well. And now, you know, on the girls' side, this will be my my first, you know, like real head coaching job where it's just me. And, you know, it's my first, uh, you know, obviously with the girls and everything like that, I've been pretty much with the boys all my career. So, um, but it's good, man. Like I said, I've gotten some quality players in for only being here for six months and hopefully everything turns out the way I'm hoping it will. Right. Where, where do you start? Like, like what's, uh, what's step one when you're trying to, when you're trying to build this new program or, or maybe specifically like, what key components are you looking for when you're selecting players to to build this new team? Is there, you know, are you looking to solidify a center back, or are you looking for a center mid, or are you looking for a strong forward? Like, like, what are some of the things that you're looking for as a coach to to start the process? You know, some most coaches will tell you, you know, just to populate the roster. Well, you know, that's I didn't want just that. I I don't, you know, again, I know I'm you know starting from pretty much from scratch here, but. Thankfully, I have a lot of friends who are either head coaches at the junior college level or directors of coaching on the girls side, you know, where I can, you know, I able to, you know, call them and, and ask for players and and be like, hey, do you have a player that was maybe, you know, a year off of school or something like that? So, you know, thankfully, I've been able to bring in uh, four, four former NJCAA All-Americans. Um, you know, that you know, are going to be, you know, spearheading my attack. Um, I brought in a couple, you know, solid number of six and eights, um, you know, who are going to be able to, you know, really fill in that six and eight role in my four, two, three, one that I like to play. And then I got in uh, two all-state goalkeepers who are freshmen, who will be freshmen coming in. Um, so, you know, I, I went straight down the spine of the team and made sure that I had all the players that I needed there to start with. Um, and then, you know, I've been able to be, I was, able, you know, I've been fortunate enough where, uh, a lot of these coaches had girls that were, you know, um, also looking to play college that were good girls and, you know, had great grades and everything like that. And, you know, no other schools really interested in them. So, you know, it's been, you know, <laughs> it was roll the dice at the beginning. And after that, once people found out, you know, um, it got around and, you know, thankfully I've been able to bring in some really quality players. So, you know, hopefully it's, you know, it's not like where another school would go zero and 18 to start. I'm looking at, you know, possibly even, you know, cutting the 500 mark with, uh, you know, with seven, you know, seven, seven and a couple ties. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And that's just, those are the steps that I've taken to get to this point. That's badass, man. Um, one, one thing you mentioned is that you were looking for players that fit the way that or the system that you like to coach in. So is that a, is that something, um, 
as a coach that you sat down and, and you thought about, or I don't know if you even thought consciously about this. Um, maybe that's how I should ask the question, but is, is that something that's kind of like non-negotiable for you? Like, like this is the system that you want to play and these are the players that I need in order to, to make it happen. Or is there flexibility there? Oh, there's, there's loads of flexibility there. I, I do like playing a certain style. I'm very, very technically based and attack oriented. You know, I, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I go back to the, you know, to the Manchester United of the nineties, you know, I grew up watching and, you know, I've been a United fan ever since I was a kid and, you know, seeing those teams that Sir Alex ran, you know, and it was a four, four, two back then, but, you know, I, I developed that where, you know, my 10 can play up top with the nine in a sort of kind of flexible way, like you said, you know, but I'm just looking, the one thing I was looking for is I want players that love playing this game and that, you know, if you throw home a challenge they're not going to be like oh you know i can't deal with this or anything like that and you know the, the the majority of the girls that i've brought in you know have been around coaches that have the same i don't want to call it a philosophy but at least a mindset that i do where you know the girls are all players that can play it at, at any position and you know maybe they're not going to play them as well as their primary position but they're still comfortable enough with the ball at their feet and know the game well enough where they can get the balls into, you know, into space or, you know, play, you know, play it around and, and, and make sure that we keep as much possession as possible and then attack when we need to attack and then defend when we need to defend. And obviously, you know, that's a common philosophy around the world for whatever, but you know, it's, it's, it's where these girls need to be as comfortable as possible with the ball at their feet and, you know, comfortable as possible. Okay. I know what I need to do in this formation because, you know, aunt has showed me enough where I know that, okay, in a sixth spot, I need to play this way. In an 11th spot, I need to play this way. So it's 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 something that, yeah, maybe subconsciously I was looking for, but at the same time, you know, I wanted someone that can understand that if I need to play a 4-2-3-1, this is what's expected of me, a 4-4-2, a 4-3-3. And a lot of these girls have, are, you know, are tactically very adept, which, you know, I, I wasn't surprised with, but I was very even much, I think I was much more happier with that they understood where some people don't give the women's game maybe credit enough that, you know, they can adapt to a formation here, there and everywhere. You know what I mean? Absolutely, dude. No, 100%. And I, I, I 100% agree too, because of my experience coaching girls soccer, I coached uh, girls high school soccer. And, and one of the questions that I got all of the time was, what's the big difference in coaching uh, girls and boys? And I've always said that girls catch on a lot quicker and they're, they're able to adapt to things uh, a lot quicker and trying to figure out the right way to say this without sounding like an asshole. Um, (laughs) uh, I think it's because coaches, a, a lot of, a lot of coaches are hesitant to coach girls the way that they coach the boys. And they don't think for whatever reason, right, um, that girls can handle the tactics or girls can handle whatever. And I think that that's wrong. And so I, I treated my girls teams just like I treated my boys teams. And I got fantastic, probably even better results uh, with my girls teams than I got with my boys teams. And so I guess that doesn't make me sound like an asshole. It all makes other people sound like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to give yourself some credit here, yeah. my man. You, you you don't sound like an asshole at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so when people start to talk about those those things and, and they start to talk about the women's game and, and blah, 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 it's like, 
yeah, just go out there and try it. Like if you if you think that the you know this is the way the game should be played, then then coach the boys and coach the girls the same way and see what happens. And and I've gotten fantastic results on on both sides. So uh, I encourage coaches to to try that as well. And don't don't look for excuses. It's easy 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 to make excuses and say oh they're girls or oh they're too young or oh they're um, they're not technically proficient or anything. Stop stop making excuses and just coach the way that you're supposed to coach and and see what and, happens and, and you know the thing is john is that you know um you know i've been influenced by a, a, a number of great coaches in, in my life down the road and i think one of the biggest influences was brett hall who is a legend here in the chicago area and was greg ryan's assistant coach on the women's national team uh, uh, from 05 to 07 this is a guy who's never coached any differently than what he coaches and he's always coach whether it's girls or boys and now he's the head coach for uh, soccer's fc's da here in chicago and the man is one of these guys who he played professional soccer back in the day in the nasl and then also coach uh with the chicago power and played with the power in the indoor game and everything like that and he's always told me one of the things was hey you stick to your guns and whether it's a boys team or a girls team have the respect for the player to, to, to teach them the same way because you'd be surprised at how much they will soak in and they will throw it right back at you and they will do exactly what you ask and sometimes the girls will do it better than the boys and it's 100% true and I've, I've followed that philosophy I'm a, I'm a player's first kind of coach and I think that you know again the women's game doesn't get the credit that it deserves as far as the tactical uh you know like that tactical noose that you know that that these girls have they're they're intelligent enough they get the game especially here in the states i mean these girls are awesome players i mean just in the chicago area alone soccer's eclipse magic um you know fire i mean all these clubs have all won national titles at many levels and have sent you know multiple girls to the d1 stage and they all get the game and i think it's because especially here in the city is as soccer rich as chicago you get these coaches that say, hey, I'm going to believe in the girl as much as I believe in the guy. And I think that's one of the major talking points that I think came out of the World Cup this year is that, you know, the girls on the U.S., they understood what they were doing. And I think a lot of the times they didn't get the credit they deserved. Yeah, they were more athletic and they're just that. But I think technically and tactically, our girls are that much more ahead. And I really appreciated the way that they played this year. And again, I think that's one of the things that these girls have to realize is that, you know, you are going to teach it. And if you learn it'll come right back to you and you'll be, you'll be a better player in the long run for it. Right. Oh, I, I agree, man. I agree. I want to, before I forget, I want to go back to something that you mentioned when we were talking a little bit about how you started to build your roster. And I think that this is important for other people to, to hear as well. But you said that you started to reach out to, to other coaches that you, that you knew that were working at other junior colleges and other colleges and, and, and maybe not even in college, in, in the college network, but just in the club network. And, and how, how important is that network that you have of other coaches that you, that you can rely on to give you important feedback? And, and what are some of the things that you're looking for in that network that, that helps you kind of build that trust? Like, or, or, or um, another question would be how, how do you rule out people in your network? Like maybe you're good friends with somebody, but you're like, yeah, like, but I, I would never take a player from that person because of this, this, and this, like how, how important is that network and how important is understanding how to utilize the network? Well, I, my network is, is pretty deep and, and, and pretty wide and, 
thankful for that because of whatever it is playing as long as I played at the, you know, at the, at the college and at the professional level. And then, you know, being a coach now for over 20 years, I mean, I've met some fantastic youth coaches who should have college jobs, but for whatever reason, don't. And then I've met some college coaches who are fantastic coaches as well, who maybe, you know, have their philosophy and there's some players that fit theirs where it might not fit mine, whatever, you know, as you go down the road. But I think the networking is the most important thing because, um, you know, I got a couple of friends here in Chicago that are junior college coaches, um, you know, who once I found, you know, once they found out that I got this job here at Governor State as the, as the head women's coach, uh, called me immediately onto Here's a girl, just your type of player. You know that, you know, she's a hard worker. She's played for me before and she's a fantastic student and athlete. She's got a great head on her shoulders. You know, this is the kind of girl that you need in your program. And I trust this, you know, whoever this coach is, I trust them implicitly because I know them as a player. I know them as a person and I know them as a coach. So I think the networking part and knowing that there's a coach out there who shares maybe not your full philosophy, but a lot of it. And knowing that they know that, you know, like, for example, me, I'm all about the academic side as well as someone with two advanced degrees and working towards a third. You know, I know that school is a massive part of the whole process. And if this girl is concentrating and has a three point something GPA where I could get her academic scholarship money and then she's as good athletically as she is academically. Fantastic. I want that girl in my program. As far as the soccer angle goes, again, these kids know, and I call them kids because they all either played for me or whatever. It just shows how old I am now. But, you know, it's a, you know, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, you know, you know, these are now coaches, of, you know, themselves at the, at the top level, you know, they were like, Hey man, Ante, we know what you play, you know, we know what kind of player you like. We know that this is the system you play or the philosophy that you use and everything. And, you know, well, again, you know, they're like, Ante, this girl's for you, this girl's for you. And then I could call them and be like, hey, I had a girl call that played at this junior college. Do you know her? Because I'm not really good friends with this junior college coach. Ante, this is not a girl for your system. She's going to cause a little problems. We had her at the youth level and something like that. So I think it is massively important that you have a network where you know that you could trust the guy who's giving you the recommendation or, you know, telling you about the girl that you're trying to recruit or on the boy side, the boy that you're trying to recruit. And even internationally, I've had guys, you know, thankfully I got to play out in, you know, Croatia for a couple of years. And, um, you know, I had an unbelievable array of talent at, you know, both college of DuPage where I played junior college and Southern New Hampshire university where I finished off my career at the D2 level. I mean, there are guys who are, you know, that are D2 head coaches right now, D1 head coaches from that program, even D3 and, you know, even at the professional level as well. And, you know, I know I could call them and be like, hey, um, I'm looking at this girl from Sweden. You know, is this girl any good? You know, a couple of my old teammates that were from Sweden, and I said, no, this girl, you know, she's this, she's that. Or, you know, a couple of my friends from, you know, England or Ireland or Scotland, you know, whose, you know, whose opinions and, and, you know, whose, um, you know, recommendations I would take to the grave with me because they're that good at rating a player or evaluating her. They're like, Ante, no, not this girl, but look at this girl. She's a little underrated. People don't know about her. Take this girl and go. And, you know, those are the things that you're looking for. And, you know, and, and I, I know that they have that same faith in me and it shows to me where I'm going to be like, all right, I don't think that girl is really meant for your program. I think, you know, you need to look at this. So I think it's, you know, that, that, that networking and those relationships build on trust and, and the knowledge of the game 
game, I think, are are key to everything, and especially here at the college level for sure. Yeah, I think that's important for for coaches to hear, and and it's one of the things I've always um, said about like things like the convention, the NSCA or whatever it's called, the United Soccer Coaches uh, Convention and, and, and networking events like that, it's really, really important to, to expand, or it's really, really good um, for expanding and building your network uh, and, and not as much um, the learning and, and things like that. It's, it's cool for product promotion and stuff like that. But the most important aspect of, of those types of event is, is building and expanding your network and, and getting, getting together and getting a chance to talk with, with the guys and girls that, you know, you've, you've played with, you've coached with, and, and you just, you've known for, for years and years and years. So it's a good, like a, a good networking um, aspect. And then also just kind of gives you a bump of energy when you go to those things too. So, and that's, that's just a thought that was in the back of my mind as, as I'm kind of trying to wrap up and, and move on from that topic. But um, you, you mentioned that you, uh, or you, you've mentioned a couple of times now that you've played professionally. Uh, you mentioned, uh, that you got a chance to play over in Croatia. So I want to know a little bit about uh, your your upbringing and, and how you got onto this track that you ultimately got on that took you to college soccer, that took you to, to coaching. So wh- where uh, where did everything start, man? Where did you grow up and, and what were your first experiences in the game? Um, I'm a born and raised outsider, uh, full Chicago blood. Um, I can hear you know, it in your my... voice, dude. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's, uh, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful every day that I was born and raised here in the South side. Cause, um, you know, it taught me that you needed to be book smart, but street wise as well. Um, I, I always tell people you should have a degree that says I was raised and survived Chicago. And <laughs> I'm thankful every day for, you know, the, for the upbringing here and everything. But, um, you know, I'm born to two Croatian parents. Um, you know, my dad, Mila was, uh, you know, a hell of a soccer player. Um, you know, he's from the old country. He was born in Slovensky Brod, um, which, you know, uh, from this summer, I mean, you know, you got guys like Mario Mandzukic, Ivica Olic, Ivan Rakitic from that area that, you know, were obviously cornerstones for the national team this summer. And then Ivica was, uh, you know, the coach and everything, um, but played back in the day at the old two world cup and the DL six world cup. Um, you know, I, 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 those were the days, man. I, you know, my mom, I was, you know, my mom was more of the uh, folklore, you know, she wanted me in, you know, in Kola and Tambura, you know, the Croatian costume and everything like that. But she understood the, the love of soccer through my dad. And, you know, my dad was, you know, he got called in, he was a huge, you know, he's a big Dinamo Zagreb fan, but, you know, back in the day, you know, in, the, in, the, in what was Yugoslavia, he got called in to, you know, be with Red Star Belgrade, you know, with Sidorna Zvezda. And, um, you know, his agent at the time pulled him in and, you know, he was with that club for three, four years and was in the Olympics in 1964. And uh, I think made 10 or 12 appearances with the national team, which back then was like 60 appearances now, you know. Um, you know, played with Red Star in the Champions League, got to play against Rangers, um, you know, Rangers FC from Scotland, uh, moved on to France, uh, where he played with Nancy and then played here in the States. And, you know, he was voted best defender in the first ever professional league here when they won the title with the Oakland Clippers in 1967. Um, you know, and then came to Chicago, settled down, became a janitor, uh, painter you know a contractor and um you know uh married my mom back in 73 and you know me and my brother we were always involved in the youth soccer landscape here in chicago uh you know the croatian uh, landscape because 
that's just what it was back in the day. You know, you had that cultural, you know, background and everything like that. And, you know, thankfully I played in high school. Um, you know, I played at one of the best athletic high schools and, you know, in all of America and Mount Carmel high school where I played football as well. Um, and you know, was, was, we were pretty decent and we won four straight state titles and had a bunch of future NFL, you know, players on the team. Uh, but soccer, you know, we built that program at that high school and, um, you know, I, I went to junior college COD, uh, won, you know, the, the national title there in 93, 94 played there. Um, you know, then went to Southern New Hampshire. We were number one, we were the number one ranked division two school in the country in 95, 96 and 97. Um, I was grateful enough and thankful enough to get a scholarship there, you know, paid off my school and, um, got a couple all American awards from there. And then, you know, I, I tried to go overseas back home to play and, you know, I got a chance. I played with, uh, Marsonia and Solonsky Broad, which is where, you know, uh, Mario and Ivica also played. And, um, you know, it, it, the, the, the politics was strong. <laughs> I was an American in their eyes. I wasn't Croatian, which is pretty funny because here I'm Croatian. I'm not American. Um, you know, and, and it's just, you know, I, I tried. I, I went to Marsonia. I, I went to Dinamo for a tryout. You know, I, I got to play a little at both places, came home to the States, you know, played a little bit of uh, A-League ball down in Arizona. Uh, I started my first professional indoor career there. Um, then went back home um, to Zadar and to Pomorac and tried to play there again. Again, got into the teams, but really wasn't allowed to really do what I knew what to do. Um, came home and that's, you know, when I started, you know, a little bit more on the amateur side, had a great time there. And then, you know, went professional indoor pretty much after that. And, you know, it was with the Chicago Riot, the uh, Rockford Rampage. Um, you know, and then luckily enough, I got into professional coaching with Cedar Rapids Rampage last year, was able to take them to their first ever playoff appearance as a club, um, you know, and played all the way until last year. I mean, I had to start a couple games, emergency and goal, um, you know, with me being 43 and two knees that barely work anymore. I, you know, I took a couple of <laughs> and played, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, but, uh, I've the youth coaching uh, landscape, you know, uh, taking a couple teams to a state cup title, regional titles, everything like that. And, you know, it's it's the Croatian blood, man. My, my dad never had to tell me, you know, my dad never said, oh, you know, Sina, you have to play. You have to do this. He never did that. It was almost, you know, uh, you know, it's just it, it happened where I just fell in love with the sport. I fell in love with the whole atmosphere of it all with the with that you know, it's that passion. And again, it's not a hobby to me. It's not just a job. I mean, you know, this is something that, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I followed United in the treble winning season in 98, 99, and it was unbelievable, man, you know, seeing all those stadiums and then, you know, being able to be there in Barcelona for the final and then, you know, going to Celtic park and, you know, I'm a huge Celtics as well and seeing an old Fern game and then, you know, being at the Inter AC Derby in, you know, Milan and, and seeing Dinamo Hajduk games and, you know, all of that stuff. And it was, it's just, I mean, you know, with our blood, man, that Croatian blood, it's, it's hot and it's passionate. And, you know, when you love something, you love it. And that, and I fell in love with soccer and it's, it's been the one thing in my life that I've never been able to you know rid myself of and it's because the passion and the love is there and i think it came from you know my dad and and you know even my mom's side of the family you know my grandfather uh bought the land for croatian park in milwaukee the oldest uh club in the in america croatian eagles are up there and you know he poured in his own money in there and you know i'm proud to say i want to open cup with them and and you know got to you know experience soccer because of him up there so it's it's one of those things john you you know man i mean it's 
it's it, that red, white, and blue, you know, runs through your system, through your blood, whether it's the Croatian red, white, and blue or the American red, white, and blue. It's just, you know, it's that, that blood, that passion and, and, and the love for the game. And I, like I said, the only, the only thing that, you know, the birth of my son and, and, and this game, those are the two things that, you know, in my life have always been, you know, the, the number one thing on my list. And I think that's where, you know, the passion and the love come from. It's exciting to hear you talk about it too. And it's always good to get somebody on that, that has like that experience of, of getting out and being in those different cultures and, and, you know, trying to leave the American system and, and experiencing what it's, what it's, what else is out there. Um, and you mentioned, uh, politics were strong. And even though that you have like Croatian blood, that you were still looked at as an outsider because you're not, you're not from there. Like you're not, you're not, you're not from, you, you didn't grow up in the club and, 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 um, you're trying to, in, in I, there's no other way to say it. You're trying to displace somebody that it has been there for, for their entire life. You're trying to take somebody's spot. And so the politics and, and things like that are, it's like a dark world that nobody really talks about. And parents don't really understand or parents don't really uh, know anything about what it's like um, when they're trying to you know, shop their kid around at different clubs or trying to encourage their kids to go play abroad or college or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're, you're displacing somebody else and that's, and that's super difficult and it, it makes life really hard. So um, I, I, I kind of just want you to talk about like maybe just one, maybe one quick story about what the politics were like and, and how you tried to navigate that as a, as a young player in, in a strange land, foreign land, but also a homeland too. It's, you know, I, I, the, the craziest thing about it is even though my dad and my mom were always there to support me, I did all this stuff on my own. I mean, I was in New Hampshire where I went to school on my own. I was in, you know, in Croatia on my own. And, the craziest story is, you know, I, I get into, you know, the preseason. My first year there was at 98 with Marsonia. And and I I was probably the fittest I was ever in my life. I was, you know, I played goalkeeper here in the States, but I went over there and played, you know, holding mid and, you know, like outside in the 3-5-2. Um, you know, and I went out there. I, 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 you know, I nailed my fitness to the, to, the, to the maximum level. I did everything, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I get there and, you know, the coach who will remain nameless and everything like that, you know, he was just like, I'm going to start you in the game on, on Saturday in the in the memorial tournament that's in one of the smaller cities out there in Slavonia. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. So, you know, I start the game. I play really well, score twice, set up the other goal, and, you know, and everything like that. And all of a sudden he comes after me, you know, he comes up to me after the game. And he's just like, you know, onto, you know, you did really, really well. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, maybe I found a place here. I could really get going everything. He goes, you're going to have to pay me a couple extra bucks to play in the season. And I'm like, wait, what is, what did you just ask me for? I was like, isn't it supposed to be the other way around, you know? And, and unfortunately, you know, that was the norm over there, man. I mean, they would, you know, they would ask me for, you know, 20,000 American dollars to play. And I'd be like, wait a second it's supposed to be the other way around i'm you know and everything like that and i was like do you think that because i'm an american that money grows on trees because if that's the case that's not the case you know so it, it was something that you know unfortunately i went through for for those couple years and everything um you know even when i was with uh you know nk pomorats and nk zadar it was very much the same situation um you know the only reason i didn't stay when Zadar wanted to sign me as I was going through a couple of things in my own personal life and everything like that. And, 
which included my dad, you know, uh, finding out that he had, uh, you know, stage three cancer um, and everything like that. So I wound up coming home instead of saying and signing an extra contract over there and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, but at the same time, I, you know, it's like, okay, I went over there, I tried it, you know, the agent that I had over there, I was like, Ante, why don't you go to Germany? Why don't you go somewhere else? I'm like, for what? I go, I know nobody over there. I don't speak German. You know, I mean, even if I go to somewhere like in Italy, you know, I'm, I, I'm not a typical, you know, um, you know, non-lingual, you know, person person i speak quite a number of languages and fluently and i'm proud of that but unfortunately german and italian weren't those languages you know so you know i, you know, I couldn't i couldn't communicate with the coach and you know in german at least english would have been a little bit more prevalent but you know the thing is, is i just didn't i didn't want to go do it i was so sour to the you know to the whole experience at that point so i was just like you know what why don't i just go home uh one of my buddies had just you know become the head coach of an A-League team. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go over there. I'm going to try it. And I, and I had a lot of fun. And, you know, it was like I felt comfortable again. And then afterwards, I was like, all right, maybe I'll go back home again and try it and back home talking about, you know, Croatia. And, you know, again, it's the same thing. You know, this coach is looking at you like, uh, you know, you're an American. You should be paying me. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now, man? I was like, dude, first of all, my Croatian is probably better than yours because <laughs> – you still speak the, the the old, you know, archaic Croatian that everyone speaks and everything. But, you know, I, I might have a little bit of an accent from being American Croat. Yeah, but, you know, it's like at the same time, they were just like, you know, to, maybe this isn't the place. After a while, like, I, I believed them. And I was like, you know what? I, I think it's cool. Let me go back home. And that's what I did. And, and back home at that point was the States and, you know, Chicago and Phoenix and, you know, even a little stop in jersey as well and everything so it's it, it and you know having a 10 year old son now or almost a 10 year old son who's who's got a lot of his his grandfather in him um you know he's, he's super good with the ball really good little player and everything like that you know am i scared to maybe take him overseas here in a little while maybe not you know maybe the the, the times have changed but at the same time, you know, I'm definitely going to, you know, have to really look at it and be like, okay, I got to worry about maybe him not being this or whatever. And of course, I'm, you know, I'm being a typical dad daydreaming of my kids going in the World Cup final for Croatia in 20 years, you know. But I mean, you know, at the same time, you know, I have to think about things in that regard. And, you know, maybe I'm a little bit ahead of the curve here now because I'm a coach at this level, you know, for, at the college game here in the States where maybe, like I said, with the networking thing, which we were talking about earlier, you know, you know, people and everything like that. So again, you know, it might be a little bit different for him, but for me and for a number of, of the other Croatian guys that I know from the States that try to go over there and play, it wasn't that easy. And, you know, it, where on the other hand, and, and I hate to get it, but the Australian boys that used to come over, the Aussie boys used to play. And I think, you know, why, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's one of those things that, and, and again, if I could do it all over again, would I do it differently? No, because I learned a lot from then. And, you know, I learned a lot from those experiences and everything. So it's, it's one of those things. I did what I did. I'm proud of what I did. You know, I battled through whatever it was and yeah, did I, you know, did I play at a world cup? Did I play the No, but the thing is, is my experiences there really helped me, really helped mold me for what was coming later on, including these coaching positions and, and helping kids at the youth level and everything, you know? That's uh, a, that's important too. It's important to have that experience under your belt as you kind of help kids navigate their paths and, and you're able to give advice to parents and you're able to give advice to players. 
because not having that experience, not having that, that firsthand knowledge handicaps uh, a coach. And so that, that forces them to, to learn from somebody else, which absolutely is, is the only option for, for many coaches, myself included. Um, but, it, but it gives you uh, it gives you an upper hand and it gives your players uh, an absolutely amazing resource if they ever have a, a question or a problem that they experience. Um, and I have a feeling, I have a feeling you sound like the kind of guy that, that isn't afraid to, to talk to your players or e- even extend their relationship beyond when, when they're done playing for you at the college and give them advice down the road. So I think that's a, it's a good spot to be in. Yeah. And it's at the youth level, I have, I have 20 plus players that I've coached throughout the years playing at the college level or at the pro level right now who still call me and text me and Instagram message me, Twitter me, whatever, I, every form of social media and, and, you know, communication possible. And I love when they call me. I've always told them, if you ever need help, don't ever, you know, hesitate or whatever. I've been, I've been the best man in a wedding for one of them and, and in numerous wedding, you know, bridal, bridal parties or wedding parties, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> you know? So, but in, I mean, you know, and, and they, they range from everywhere, you know, uh, they're German, they're Croat, they're, they're Serb, they're Bosnian, they're English, they're Irish. It doesn't matter because, at the end of the day, this sport really does bring everything together, man, and all these people together. And I'm lucky to have them come across, you know, my path where I could help them. And, and they've helped me to see a lot of things, too, man. So, I mean, it's that's why I love this game and I love being able to be in the position that I'm in and, and, and you know, really, like you said, be a resource or actually learn from the quote unquote resources that are coming through the door. You know what I mean? Absolutely, dude. Um all right, I got to wrap up because I got another interview in six minutes. But uh, <laughs> one of the notes I wrote down as you were talking earlier, I, I, I remembered you're not the first Ante to be on the show. So uh, <laughs> you're, you're in second place there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, who's the first? Man, now you got to tell me. Yeah, Ante Zoric. Uh, oh my man dude that's another another croatian with the left foot and uh who i've had the uh (laughs) pleasure of playing with with la croatia and and everything man Ant is my guy man we go we go way back me and him that's cool yeah i had ante on after uh he uh he went to russia last year for the world cup so i had him on like i think in august after after the tournament wrapped up and just kind of talked to him about his uh, his experience being in Russia, and he went to the final and everything. So that was a cool episode too. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, he's a great guy, man. I I was supposed to go to the finals too, and then I I go to get my ticket, and my passport is expired. Ah, so not figure that. You know what I mean? So yeah, great, great, great timing on to really great timing. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Uh, where where can people connect with you or on on social media? Or where can they learn more about the the season, the upcoming season, and, and how can they kind of follow the journey? Um, you can, I mean, you can follow me at Instagram and at Twitter. Uh, official ACKC Inc. Um, that's my soccer school and everything. So I just use it. It's probably the easiest way to get through. But um, then also we have uh, our Governor State soccer. Uh, at Instagram, uh, GSU or GVO, uh, Gulf State Soccer at Twitter, um, or just our website, which is gsujaguars.com uh, slash uh, soccer. Um, and all the stuff is up there and everything too, man. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I really hope that, you know, uh, people listening, you know, see that uh, it might not be D1 women's soccer, D2, whatever, but there's a lot 
talent at the NAI level too, man. And I keep stressing that. So hopefully, you know, from, from talking with you today, I get a, I get a couple more people, you know, that'll, that'll come over to the website and everything. And, um, listen, man, I'm proud of what you're doing too, man. to have a, to have a Croatian man with, with the background of soccer like you do and, and the passion that you have for it, my brother, I follow you and I've been following you for a long time, dude. So, uh, keep it up. And I know you have a lot of fans over here by us in Chicago and Indianapolis too. I'll tell everybody I said hi, and I ho- I hope to make it back out there. I went to Chicago a few years ago just to visit a friend for like a weekend, but I ne- I need to get back out there. Um, it was my first time actually being in the snow, so it was a, it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, well, I'd, for, I'd love to make yeah, it back out the, there. That's a, that's a culture shock for you people from LA, man. I know yeah. how it is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yep. So, uh, it's, or you could come visit me in Vegas when I go out to all these recruiting trips man i'd love to have you out man we'll go grab a couple we'll grab a schlevo or something like that and make it a good night eh yeah and we'll invite one too. We'll, we'll we'll get everybody in in the party yeah that'd be <laughs> awesome man that'd be it would be a really good time trust yep. me <laughs> yeah all right man uh good uh good finally talking to you and let's uh let's keep in touch dude we'll do brother puzzy so okay all right yeah we'll see you later okay johnny bye-bye later All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 podcast. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Bounce Athletics. I also want to leave you with one note from one of our members of the 343 coaching education program. His name is Thomas, and he's been a member for quite a while. And this is what he had to say. If you want to play insanely good with your team and start to understand the possession and positional game, this will give you a head start. I have tried the material on three ordinary teams, and after a year, they totally dominate the local teams. After two years, they are among the best in the region. The program 343 offers is not a complicated curriculum. It's actually simpler than you might think. But instead of more, you have to go deep in every detail. Thomas, thank you so much for that beautiful review, and I hope that everybody else finds that valuable. If you want more information about the 343 Coaching Education Program, the program that helps support and fund this podcast, you can visit 343coaching.com. All right, we'll catch you guys next time here on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.